Sunday Surefire Podcast. I'm your host, the Commish. Joining me today is the co-host, Aaron Downtown Brown. Hey, hey. And Ethan Weaver as well. Week one, this is what we're waiting for. Week one is here, baby. Week one's finally here, which is awesome. We've talked ad nauseum about Dynasty, about redraft content, and it's finally here. We're a couple of days away from the season kickoff, which is awesome. Uh, we here personally on the on the program are kicking off season three of our show, uh, which is a big deal for us. And we're finally ready to talk some DFS, which is awesome. I know that uh, of all the three of us here, DFS has a special place in Aaron Downtown Brown's heart the most. So I'll just toss the mic to you right out of the gate, Aaron. Just tell us how excited you are for this season of DFS and what you look forward to the most about it each and every year. <laughs> I think, it, you know, I, I'm just pumped. I think, you know, we we have our little group chat and I, I think I was like, you know, early morning, I was like saying, I'm, I'm so pumped to record tonight, you know. Um, but I mean, that on top of, you know, Chiefs kicking it off on Thursday night, you know, couldn't ask for a whole lot more. But yeah, I, I think uh, I've grown to look forward every to every week in the, the DFS world. And we talk fantasy so much. So I think there's nothing better than you know, watching the games, keeping track of your fantasy team, keeping track of your DFS uh, lineups, and keeping track of uh, any bets you may may or may not have placed too. So Sundays definitely keep me very busy uh, for the full uh, full seven plus hours of um, of football. So yeah, I mean that that's pretty much sums up my Sundays. What what about you guys? Yeah, I'm very excited for uh, uh, football Sundays to be back. Obviously, the big game on Thursday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm actually going to the uh, Patriots-Eagles kickoff. Uh, Tom Brady uh, should be making an appearance, uh, I'm told. So, very excited about that. Probably the most exciting thing that's going to happen for a Patriots fan that game. But I'm st- still excited uh, for the game. and Just very excited for football to start. And uh, looking forward to uh, doing this DFS show going forward. Yeah, I on my end here, I, I post up on the couch for seven and a half hours of commercial-free football. Uh, my guy Scott Hansen on Red Zone is uh is bringing me brings me home every weekend. Well, which is great. So if you're if you're in a bunch of leagues like we are and you're not watching Red Zone, you're doing it wrong. Um, you know, as a Patriots fan, I have that game on as well. So I'm I'm staying connected to my to my Patriots, but I'm also got an eye on the rest of the league, which you have to if you play in Dynasty or in multiple redraft leagues, and certainly if you're playing DFS, which is our topic here tonight. We uh we have a, an agenda here that we go through every single week. So we'll just off the top here rattle off. Some of the different categories of players we're going to be talking about here. Uh, we have our bullish buy category. We'll start with at the very beginning. This is where we talk about high profile names um, that everybody knows. Y- yes. Like obviously, you know, guys like Justin Jefferson show up in this, in this range. And it's not, it's not groundbreaking news that he's good at fantasy football by any means, but you do need to find at times those high, high profile players that are going to go off in a particular week. If you're going to keep pace in your lineup too. So you got to pick and choose where you, where you pay up. But we'll talk about those briefly at the start of the show. We then we run into, into the the defenses. Uh, we don't we don't skimp on those positions around here, at least not always. So we'll we'll each touch on a defense that we want to play this week, and then we go to our pick six category, which is where we kind of get into the nitty gritty of the guys that are undervalued players that are usually under fifty five hundred dollars or so, maybe a little bit more than that if you have a quarterback that you want to talk about each week. These are the guys that you're sneaking into your tournament lineups or just filling out the bottom end of your benches or your not your benches, rather your last your last couple spots in your lineup with the, those cheaper options. And then we talk about in the in under the lights category, which is where we 
We pick one of the high the high profile primetime games, usually the best one on the slate for fantasy purposes. We try to choose. Um, so stay tuned. You'll see who we talked about there. We'll talk about the game a little bit, how we think it's going to go, the over-unders, the spreads, things like that. And then we'll give you our uh, our captain's lineups for who we think is a good person to do, like a one-game DFS captain, captain play. Essentially how that works, for those who are unfamiliar, is you pick a captain, and that person costs one and a half times as much as they normally would to get into your lineup. But the trade-off for that is they give you one and a half times the points that you would normally get for having that that player in your lineup. So it's just a nice little bonus way of uh, of getting some some more players into your lineup. And it, it's an, it adds a new element of how you build your lineup. Do you want to pay for an expensive guy to get him in there? Or do you want to kind of go kind of go the cheap route and then fill other other spots in your starting lineup with players that are more high profile. So there's a, a lot to, a lot of uh, moving parts of DFS each week. So that's uh, those are kind of our category by category breakdown. We'll get into all those and we'll wrap up with the, with a hot take from each of us on the panel here. So that's uh that's how we set the table for week one of DFS. We're going right into bullish buys here again, high profile players that you are paying the money for in week one, Aaron, I know you've been waiting like a little kid on Christmas for week one. So tell me, who is the, your first bullish buy of the 2023 season? <laughs> oh, man. So suspense, suspenseful here. Um, I wish it was a little more exciting, but um, I'm going to go with a household name. I'm going to pay up in price. The guy that everybody should know by now. And uh, uh, apologize for being slightly boring, boring, but I'm going Justin Jefferson, 8,800 uh, as my bullish buy, who I'm very confident in. I mean, he's the top wide receiver uh, price point of the week. Uh, I still like it. I'm willing to pay up. As I said, uh, we got a 45 and a half point um, over under against the Bucks with Minnesota favored. Um, as we talked about over over the last year, Minnesota has kind of gravitated to be more pass happy team and um, kind of lining up against Tampa Bay uh, to start off the season. One thing is, that has not changed with Tampa Bay is how start the how stout their run game has been. Right. So I think their pass heavy offense will be even more pass heavy considering, uh, you know, that defense led um, on the defensive line led by Vita Vey. Um, So I think that's just, uh, you know, I, I think that combination has just got Justin Jefferson targets ri- written all over it. Um, definitely, you know, I don't think the question is if he's going to score one touchdown, it's how many touchdowns he's going to score. So I'm going Justin Jefferson as my bullish buy in week one to kick off this season. No, uh, like I said, sometimes we talk, we talk about how Justin Jefferson is, uh, is good at football around here. And it took us all of about eight seconds to, to dive into that. So I don't think anyone's going to fight you for putting Justin Jefferson in their lineup ever. So if that's who you're paying up for all good, Ethan, let's go to you. If you have any comments on Jefferson, throw them out there, but uh, if not, just go ahead and give me, let me know who you're paying up for this week. Yeah. Not much more to say about Jefferson. I guess my only concern with paying up for Jefferson would just be the, the game itself, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be very good. So if uh, the Minnesota Vikings get up, they may uh, dial back the pass attempts. But Justin Jefferson's still probably going to ball. Um, but I'm going to stick with the receiver position as well. And my uh, bullish buy is going to be Tyreek Hill. And this this just stems from, I just think Tyreek Hill is, I mean, he's a big play waiting to happen. I just, I love the game with Miami and the uh, LA Chargers. The, the over-under is 51 points. So I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. And I like to attack high scoring matchups in my DFS lineup. And I just think Tyreek Hill is uh poised for another big year. 
He's uh, the number one option in that offense. I know Jalen Waddle's um, nasty too, but Tyreek Hill, he's just uh, he's a game wrecker, and I think he's going to have a big day against the Chargers. So we do not in advance talk. We, we talk about the show itself, but we don't necessarily talk about who we're going to pick in our lineups. And so sometimes we get agreements here that kind of come out of nowhere, which is fun. And it, it took us one segment for that to happen. Uh, so naturally, <laughs> I'm also going with uh, Tyree Kill as my bullish buy for this week uh, at the LA Chargers. The cost is 8,200 to get him into your lineup this week for the same reasons Ethan mentioned. Really, I want pieces of that game over on the over under is the second highest one on the slate this week. So there's likely going to be a lot of points scored, which is great for fantasy purposes. Hill has talked openly about wanting to go for 2,000 yards this season, and I think he's going to get off to a hot start right out of the gate here and just kind of blow up uh, from week one here. Aaron, I guess I'll. I'll let you close the category here, man. Any thoughts on Tyree Kill and or or on us agreeing right right out of the gate? Guys, I love how this season is starting off. As you just alluded to, this is hilarious. I was actually debating who I wanted to call out. Uh, you're gonna wonder how I how I'm making my lineup later on, but um, I'm gonna call out a little quick thing. I actually have Tyree Kill in my lineup too. I chose to to call out Jefferson, but so it's it's hilarious because I got Jefferson and Hill both that I fit in my lineup. So we actually all three have Tyree kill this week. Love that. Nothing like consensus on the program. Out of the <laughs> yeah. um, but the smart guys here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which means Tyree kill is doomed this week. So that's good. Um, oh yeah. We're screwed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. So that's good. And I'd love to hear that as always. Um, well, I guess we'll air Aaron's going to be uh, giving us some hot takes in the pick six category, getting those two high price receivers out of, you know, those big guns in his lineup. So, well, uh, we'll get to that in a moment here. Let's go to let's go to our too deep category here. I'll start this one uh, where we're talking defenses here, and defense is one of those things where they're not overly they're not really overly expensive to get into your lineup, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But I I like to really just find good matchups here more so than elite defensive units. So I went with the uh, Washington Commanders here playing against the Arizona Cardinals. Just twenty eight hundred dollars to get into your lineup. They're just slightly below average on the cost front and it's, I can kind of already envision a theme this season where we kind of just pick on the, on one team every year, maybe two teams every year who are towards the bottom of the standings. And I think the Cardinals are, are probably going to fit that mold for most of the year, at least until they get Kyler Murray back on the field, if he does play at all in 2023, but that's how, that's how I'm starting out week one here. I'm just getting the commanders here. I think they're going to be playing in front in this game. Um, And you know, the game's in Washington, the Cardinals are going to be rolling out a quarterback, either rookie Clayton Toon, who's going to be in his first career start, or the veteran Josh Dobbs, who's a journeyman who got there like 10 days ago or something like that. So either way, I think they're, in the, they're kind of going to be going for Caleb Williams anyway in Arizona. So I don't know how many games they want to win this year. And if I can get all that in my lineup here for just under for under $3,000 and sign me up here with the Washington Commanders in week one. Aaron, what are your thoughts on that? Kamish, another one. I, I'm, I'm loving it, right? Um, you know, I think you mentioned earlier how much fitting – um, you know, some of those higher higher profile guys on defense is one where I wanted to save some money. So just like you, I also went Washington Commanders as well. So another segment we're agreeing on, which is which is music to my ears. Uh, Twenty eight hundred can't beat that uh, price point. They, there's also it's also a thirty eight point spread, which is, is also the lowest point spread of the week uh, that you can find in your sports book. So I love it. Um, I mean, also, I think of Chase, Chase Young, it does play. I mean, this will be the first time you see Donathan Allen, Payne, Chase Young, and Montez Sweat all starting together all at once. So I, I I think this is maybe early on, but I think Washington is a very, very, very sneaky defense to keep an eye on this year. 
yes, it's a juicy matchup with a um, either a rookie QB or, or Dobbs starting for Arizona. But yeah, all, all the reasons you said along uh, with my additions, I, I, I too went Washington. So we're, we're two for two on segments uh, so far. So Ethan, let's uh, let's hear who you got on defense. Yeah, make it a clean sweep. I have the commanders as well. I so, knew uh, I knew this would happen. Love it. I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised that the commanders are only at only at 2,800. Just looking at the defenses that are available. I mean, just the points that that you guys made. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals look like they're openly tanking, and they're starting a fifth, a potentially a fifth round rookie or Joshua Dobbs. So I don't know how the commanders aren't. Uh, I don't know. I don't get how their price point is so low. But I think uh, that was an easy call. Uh, for the defensive start uh, this week. Yeah, that one kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. I guess I shouldn't be overly shocked that we all ended up with the uh, going against the tanking team uh, to start the season here. So that's uh, – we've got to buzz through those two segments typically to get those out of the way. But let's dive into our pick six category here. Let's talk about some guys that are cheaper cheaper to get into your lineup outside of the defenses. And I guess, Ethan, we'll start with you here, man. man give me someone who is uh, – could be had at a discount in your lineup that you can't stay away from this week. I uh, I stuck with the Miami um, Chargers game just because, as we alluded to, it's a 51-point over-under. And I basically went with the uh, only really proven healthy back in Miami. And I went with, I went with Raheem Moster at 5,400. Uh, I just think he's going to get a lot of work in that game. We all know Moster can score any point in the field and it's going to be a shootout and he, he's going to be um, he's going to be the guy toting the rock. I mean, the only other running back that's been in the system that may be healthy is uh, Ahmed who had a, who had like a neck neck injury. I don't know what, I don't know if a chain is going to be fully ready to go. And then they have um, I believe Chris Brooks who was uh, an undrafted rookie. So, I think Mosher's going to get all the work he can handle, and I, I love the matchup. It's a juicy matchup. They're, there's going to be points scored, and hopefully Mosher can fall in the end zone a couple times. Okay, okay. Aaron, are you uh, are you on board with this one too? I don't have Mostert, but I think that's a great take. I think, uh, you know, you alluded to it earlier with the Tyree kill that, you know, just getting pieces of that game. Um, is a good call, you know, with it being one of the higher point spreads of the week. So I'm not going to uh, with argue with uh, Mostert here. The only thing to watch out for is it just does it just become a shootout, you know, between the quarterback play, um, you know, who knows. But I mean, that's what some of our, of our fantasy managers will want, you know, with the high profile names. But um, I think Mostert is a great play, you know, great thinking there. Um, getting only, you know, the main starter starting running back with Miami. Uh, so that that's definitely a good call there. So no, uh, no arguing with the Moster play. Good, good, good call there, Mister Mister Ethan. All right, thank you. Yeah, we'll see how it works out before we start saying a, a call is good or not here. Which reminds oh, it's, me it's that a guarantee, it's a guarantee. Come on, yeah, I think a Weaver guarantee <laughs> to the bank doesn't get you as far as you think it would. But anyway, um, you know, we also have to do a segment here. We didn't do it in week one, obviously, but we also will do. Uh, uh, a I told you so segment each and every week beginning in week two which is uh which is fun so maybe maybe most of it will show up in that category you never know and uh if your guy you call it doesn't pan out then you just forget about him forever so let's go to a guy here that's uh not really known at this point here uh 
he I'm going back to this Washington Arizona game. You, despite the over under being pretty low here, I'm going to cheap out a quarterback here, and I'm going to go with Sam Howell, like just forty nine hundred dollars. So I'm starting the season going cheap at quarterback, and you know if you can get a quarterback for under five thousand dollars, it really just enables you to do a lot of other things in your lineup. So that's the way that I went here. You know, he's, he was kind of presumed to be the starter all offseason. He's just getting a soft matchup here right out of the gate. And I know we've talked about Sam Howell on this program before, but for those who haven't heard those episodes here, I'll just give you the quick rundown on him if you're not familiar with who he is. You know, he was a highly touted quarterback coming out after his sophomore season. He lost a number of skill players to the NFL prior to his junior season. His production did slip a little bit as a result, but his draft stock, you know, obviously causing his draft stock to fall. Um, you know, he beat out Jacoby Brissett for the starting gig in Washington in the offseason. And, uh, yeah, he has Konami code upside. He rushed for 800 yards and 11 touchdowns in his final season in college. He also did start week 18 last season. You know, maybe you were out of it, you know, post-fantasy season. You didn't really pay attention to week 18 prior to the playoffs. But he got on the field and started for Washington, and he actually ran five times for 35 yards and a touchdown, scored 20 points in that game, which was great. Um, so whenever you can get a starting lineup in your last uh, – starting QB in your lineup for less than five grand – uh, I'm all about it for the reasons that I mentioned here. Uh, yes, I mean, I think the commanders are going to win this game, but I can see a scenario where how, you know, he gets in the end zone early with his legs and maybe throws one or two to Jahan Dawson as well. And for $4,900, like you don't need him to score 25, 30 points. You just need to get him him to get into the high teens or maybe the low 20s to feel good about his performance. And if he gives you that rushing upside to get there, um, I'm just willing to pay up to to see if he can give me that this week here. Ethan, what, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I like the call. I think, uh, as you said, whenever you can get a quarterback that cheap in your lineup, it allows you to do, it allows you to do good things in your in your other in your other positions at running back, or receiver, even even upgrade your your flex a, a decent amount, especially if you're set if you're saving thousands at the quarterback position. Um, I guess my only concern with Hal is the matchup. Uh, Arizona was one of the worst ru- rush defenses in the league last year. Uh, they were ranked twenty seventh. Um, according to PFF, anyways, and I know, like, obviously, how how is a a young quarterback? Uh, I think they're going to lean on the run game, and it, and I don't think Arizona is going to put up a lot of points with Dobbs and Clayton Tune. So I think if the Commanders do get up, they can kind of uh, pound the rock and, and uh, milk the clock a little bit here. Um, this is actually why I, I put Gibson in my lineup because I think with a young quarterback like Howell, I think he's going to rely on his check down with Gibson out of the backfield. And I think Gibson's going to get a decent amount of work on the ground. So I, I guess it's all dependent on uh, how that game uh, kind of plays out. If, if the commanders get up, I, I can definitely see uh, Howell not really throwing the ball as much as we'd like to see. And um, he may struggle to get to, uh, the high teens and, and, and low twenties, but obviously how has some rushing upside. So, so, so we'll see what happens, but I just don't think Arizona is going to put up much of a fight offensively to force the commanders to kind of chuck the rock. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to be the tiebreaker uh, here and uh commission. You know, it's funny. I, I did have how in my lineup for quite a while. Uh, my first initial lineup. And then uh, I did make some changes to it when I started to try to, Stat, stat how I think these guys are going to turn out. And I did end up making a QB change. Um, but so I, just to let you know, I was going the how uh, direction. Um, and then I started, I did think about some of those points that Ethan was mentioning is how, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, they're, they're actually a minus 300 favorite um, 
this week. So it's to Ethan's point, once they're up, will they just kind of turn it into a boring game where they just, you know, run more? Um, but it'd be interesting how they get up and if, if how can make some nice plays early on. I think that's a good take. But um I actually I actually paid a little bit more um for a guy that I've um I've called out before, but I he's still gonna fit in my uh pick six category here. And I'm I'm going with Derek Carr. Uh, 5,300 Saints and uh, Titans game. Um, you know, definitely wanted to get Carr. Um, when I when I started kind of putting it putting it together, um, Tennessee is actually you know another team. You know, similar approach I made with uh, my Jefferson take, where they're actually pretty pretty stout against the run run as well. They they were fourth last year against the uh, against the wrong. Got some strong guys up front. Um, but the, the cool thing is last year, uh, they, they were 29th against, uh, QB. So in, in, in fantasy, so, um, Tennessee does give a lot of, give up a lot of points through the air and Derek Carr, um, as we know, he has lost one of his best weapons with Camaro for the first three games of the year. So I think, uh, Derek Carr being the new guy in town is going to show him kind of, you know, try to take over in week one and kind of show him why they, um, traded for him. And uh, I, I do envision a two touchdown game uh, with the floor floor of about um, uh, eighteen to twenty point floor. So I think that's with two touchdowns and you know two hundred plus yards. So I, I I do think that Carr starts off the gates uh, pretty strong. So I went with uh, Carr as my first pick six. Um, also also a QB. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, you're sticking true to your uh, your your underrated players from our segment where we talked about that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Aaron's been uh, Aaron's been on Derek Carr all, all offseason. So we stick it with his guns here on this one. So that's that's fun. Um, always good to see those things coming full circle, which is awesome. Uh, I guess Ethan, we'll kick it back to you, my man. Who else are you uh, are you are you bullish on here? That that uh, it's pretty cheap at the moment. Right now, I uh, went with the uh, tight end position. I'm going with Tyler Higby, um, and Tyler Higby has a cost of only forty eight hundred dollars, and I just think he may be the only legitimate show in town for the Rams. They're going against uh, Seattle, and I think Seattle's going to put up some points on them, and I think the Rams are going to have to throw the football. And right now, just looking at their depth chart, I don't think Cup is going to play. So you're looking at Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, and then obviously we have Tyler Higby. And we all know Matt Stafford loves Tyler Higby in full point PPR last year. He was tight end six, even that was obviously without, without uh, Stafford. But um, when Stafford was on the field, he basically hyper-targeted Cup and Higby. And I just think there's not a lot of options in that offense other than Higby. And I think he's going to get peppered. And the uh, Seattle Seahawks are also the 31st ranked team against the tight end position. So I envision a big day for Tyler Higby. Aaron, are you getting Higgy with it uh, this week? <laughs> getting Higgy with it. it. You know, what's funny. As soon as I heard uh, Cooper Cup was hurt, I kind of ran in my daily fantasy lineup just to check the price on Higby. Um, so I think that's definitely a, a good play. I think um, he will be targeted a lot. As we saw last year that, you know, Stafford, it was, it was pretty much just Cup or Higby um, when, when, when Stafford was healthy. So um I, I like to take, uh, but it's funny. I I actually want to even even cheaper at the tight end position. So um, maybe Kamish, you can take both of our tight ends and and see who you like here, and then give us your player. But 
Um, I went even even lower, the down to the nitty gritty, the three thousand price. But I actually went commissions boy, uh, Hayden Hurst. So All right. there we go. Got some Hayden Hurst action early on as well. Um, I mean, here's the funny thing: is if you guys like watching paint paint dry, uh, that <laughs> that might be the definition of this uh, Carolina Atlanta game. With you know both teams being pretty pretty run heavy, um, kind of a boring game. It's the second. Second lowest point spread with 39 and a half um, over under. Um, but, you know, one thing I like about those heavy, heavy uh, running games is you do see a lot more checkdowns uh, to the tight end running backs. And I do think it may have a hearse written all over it to get a sneaky, you know, uh, 50 to 70 yard game uh, with maybe a red zone target, uh, hopefully a red zone touchdown. So um, I actually went with, uh, Hayden Hurst for week one, where he, I mean, he's been, you know, caught in interviews saying how he, how excited he is to be highlighted in this offense to kind of show him to be that tight end one over there in Carolina with, with a new uh, rookie quarterback. So I think the, I think the stars are lined up for Hurst, as you've been saying all off season commission. So I went with uh, Hurst as my uh, tight end as well. Well, it's always nice when you're paying attention to uh, what the host is saying over here. So that, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if for dirt cheap, if you want a guy who can hopefully get a, a rookie quarterback to lot, latch onto as a security blanket, then I can see it here, especially when you went I, – I know in your lineup you went the two big guys in Jefferson and Hill right off the top. So you kind of have to do that in certain spots, and tight end's a good place to try to at least try to find a touchdown somewhere. So I definitely understand – uh, where you're coming from on that point for sure. Ethan, any, any thoughts on Hurst before I give I kind of close the category with the, my last pick six player. I think Hurst is a good call, especially with the injuries in Carolina. I know Chark has the hamstring. He's aiming to play week one, Terrace Marshall. Um, he, uh, I believe he had his back and he was progressing. He was, he was trying to rehab that. So I don't know what his status is for week one, or if he's going to be fully healthy, but if that's the case, I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen, and if that's the case, I think I think Hurst is going to get a decent amount of targets. A, a lot of young uh, quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, they they tend to target those obviously shallow routes, so the tight end um, tends to uh, get an uptick in targets. So I definitely like the Hayden Hurst call, and uh, I definitely think it aligns with obviously what the commish uh, projected for Hayden Hurst this year. So that that's a uh, a good deep dive at the tight end position. Nice full circle moment as well, bringing it back to a guy that we talked about a few times this offseason. That, those are always fun when we can do that. I'm going with a uh, – I, I know Hurst is attached to a rookie quarterback. I'm not going with – an uh, obviously not another quarterback here after I called out Sam Howell, but I'm going to go to a rookie wide receiver here. It's uh, Jordan Addison playing at home against Tampa Bay, just $5,100 to get him into your lineup. And I actually think this, this game is going to be – a little bit more higher scoring than some people might think. Obviously, the Vikings are a pass-happy team. They're number three in the league in pass attempts a season ago. And you also look at the Bucks. I mean, they're like, yeah, sure. Does Baker Mayfield strike fear in your heart? No, of course not. But if they fall behind in the game, I do think they have the weaponry outside of Baker to at least at least stay in the game a little bit here, putting up some points, you know, between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Rashad White out of the backfield. Then, you know, I think they can actually keep this game a little more competitive and higher scoring than we might think. The over-under is 45 and a half, which is actually higher than most of the other games on the slate. So I'm going with Jordan Addison in his first start. You know, obviously, he was the first-round pick of the Vikings in the 2023 NFL Draft, and he's stepping into that Adam Thielen role with him moving over to Carolina. Um, so I think he's he's just really going to be in line to compete for targets with Hawkinson uh, behind Justin Jefferson for the number two in this pass-happy attack. 
Hawkinson, of course, just got uh, just got the bag in free agency or, or not in free agency from from the team last week with a big new contract. But he is dealing with a lower back issue at the moment, and it's a long season as we know. So I can see the team even if even if he's active this week, um, I could see him kind of just kind of shifting a little bit more of that burden over to Jordan Addison here, and I think he becomes a, a guy that you want in your lineup here. Just and also because I think he's going to be one of the one, he's going to be the most productive rookie wideout this season. And I think he's going to get things going right from the jump here. So give me, uh, give me Jordan Addison here, fifty one hundred dollars, and I'll either one of you, I guess, can comment on this here to close up the category. What are your thoughts on the rookie head going up against the Bucks in Week One? I think Addison here um, is, you know, I think with Week One, it's it's somewhat scary to to play rookies in DFS, but I think if he got a, enough, you know, writing on the wall where we think they're the solidified, you know, getting the solidified snaps coming out the gate, it's good play. I mean. I'm going to say, I guess just play a little devil's advocate is, you know, KJ Osborne slightly worries me a little bit early on in the season. Do I think it's Addison's job in the long run? Yes, but um, I'd be slightly hesitant with Addison, but I think you did, you know, allude to um, in that game. I mean, Minnesota's, uh, you know, not not the best uh, defense either in the passing game. I think they were um, 31st, you know, against wide receivers. I think with Evans and Godwin's. Godwin, I, I think, as you said, Tampa Bay could keep it a little interesting. So I do like um, the idea of that, of, of the of Minnesota to continue passing the ball. Um, so definitely like, you know, that's, you know, like I said, the part of the reason why I got Jefferson in my lineup is that game script. Um, but yeah, I, as far as Addison goes, um, I mean, I have another, I have another uh, rookie wide receiver in my, uh, in, uh, in my lineup. Um, so I, it's tough for me to give you a, crap about that but um which one is it tell us <laughs> all right i guess this is week one to give a little special gift but i got zay flowers against uh houston in my house so i'm doing the same thing he's just a little bit cheaper at four thousand. i think it's a, a little bit cheaper price um to pay for a rookie but um so i got zay but you know i, I can't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna harp on you too much over the game script because i do think they're gonna keep uh passing the ball all game long as you said Ethan, speed, yeah, to, round, speed round, Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison this week? Who you got? I'd probably go with Zay Flowers just for the simple fact. I know it's not the end-all, be-all, but the unofficial depth chart for the Vikings, just they, they, came, they came out and they have Osborne in front of Addison. That doesn't mean, obviously, Addison's not going to get a decent amount of snaps. But to Aaron's point, I do think K.J. Osborne – is going to get a decent crack at it in week one, considering Addison is a rookie. And KJ Osborne was pretty decent last year, and I think he's going to get an opportunity. So based on kind of what we're hearing with Zay Flowers out of camp, I, I think Zay Flowers is is locked and loaded to, to be potentially their, their wide receiver one, even um, obviously as early as week one. So I'd probably I'd probably go Zay Flowers um, just because it's it's always tough week one with rookies and Addison not being um, potentially not even the number two on his team in week one could be a little concerning. I can't wait for Jordan Addison to show up in the told you so segment next week. That's going to be so. Oh, I love it. That'll That's going to be fun to see who (laughs) we got a little rivalry going there. (laughs) We will see KJ Osborne. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. We'll see how that one unfolds here. (laughs) 
But that's uh that wraps up our regular slate of games here that we wanted to touch on. So we're gonna move to our under the lights matchup that we teased earlier, and we're gonna go with the season opener here. You know, I think it's just an easy one to to target here. It's the it's the Lions visiting the Kansas City Chiefs, who, as we know, are dropping a banner at Arrowhead this week uh, on this Thursday night, which Aaron's very excited about as our Chiefs fan Chiefs fan in the room. Uh, Kansas City has opened up as a six and a half point favorite, and the over under for the game. Right now is at a whopping 53 and a half points, making it the highest of any week one game this, uh, you know, for week one. And we'll give you our thoughts on the game quickly here, and then we'll kind of move on to uh, who, we, who we're putting in our captain slot for those kind of one game, was one off one game plays here for DFS purposes. But Aaron, it's your team. It's your team. Uh, they're hanging a banner, like I said. So uh, just give me your thoughts on uh, on where, where how do you think the game's going to go and uh, how many points you think the Chiefs are going to win by. <laughs> that's funny i mean it's funny the, the the spreads are jump around a little bit i mean we did hear the news with uh travis kelsing may or name may not play uh most likely may not with the hyperextended knee uh yeah chris jones that's uh you know dealing with his contract negotiations where he it doesn't look like he's gonna play i mean he certainly hasn't practiced so chiefs are definitely make it, gonna make it interesting as far as like okay well how are they gonna you know, what's going to happen, you know, with some of those stars not playing, um, you know, they're also banged up, um, you know, you got a banged up Tony as well. So, um, you know, I think with a healthy Chris Jones, healthy Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, I think they, they mopped the floor with Detroit, but the spread is lowering a little bit. I think, you know, maybe it's because of the betters kind of going on this recent news with the lions, but I still do think KC is going to pull it away. I mean, just, Arrowhead's not fun to play at, I think, especially opening night. So um, I, uh, I I definitely do think KC is going to win. I mean, I think it's it's nice that the the spread is dropping. Obviously, just take the spread in my as a Chiefs fan saying that. But um could be a little more interesting with uh, both. Uh, actually, the, the Detroit Lions' best uh, D-lineman is uh, – or interior D-lineman is, um, is not going to play week one either. So might get some surprising rushing yards as well, but maybe we'll talk about that a little later as we uh, pick some players. But um, hope that was a good enough uh, overview of the game. I usually try to say a little subtle, you know, not jinx my team too much, but do am confident they'll get a W week one, but just, you know, not 100% sure how yet. Fair enough. Ethan, what do you, uh, how do you see this game unfolding? I think this game is a dream scenario for uh, fantasy managers. I, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring affair. Obviously, two top-scoring offenses offenses from a season ago. And I do think Kansas City is going to win this one, but I, I do think the Detroit Lions can make it a game. I'm, I'm just very excited to see uh, what what Detroit can uh, bring to the table against uh, the league's best. And I think with Kansas City, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how Mahomes distributes the uh, the football uh, the Kansas City Chiefs kept seven receivers on their 53, and it's going to be interesting to see how they're used. Uh, with I mean, Sky Moore, Rushy Rice, uh, even Richie James. I think MVS has his role solidified, but he's not really um, too much of a uh, a fantasy staple. But uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I'm very excited. I think it's a great way to start uh, the 2023 NFL season. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one for fantasy purposes. It should be high scoring, which the the betters also like as well. These uh these banner drop games, you know, when they take place in the team's home stadium, uh, it's obviously an electric atmosphere. Aaron's going to see it now for the second time in his lifetime. 
Ethan and I have seen it a bunch of times for the, for the Patriots. And those teams usually do really well in those spots, those home teams. The good old days. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk about – I already missed the good old days. You know, we're we're going to see Brady on the field and be reminded of how, how good it was. And then Mac Jones is going to go out there and go three and out to start the game. Um, yeah, like I said, it'll be the be- that'll be the best part of the game, uh, just to see Tom Brady. And then, yeah, we get to see Mac Jones uh, do his thing, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, you know, you're gonna be in the building in all likelihood. You're probably gonna hear someone with a thick Massachusetts accent being like, <laughs> "Yeah, they ought to put Brady in here. They'll the, the come back in the fourth quarter." You know, something. It's a guarantee. Yeah, yeah, we're we're the most educated state in the country, but we sound like a bunch of idiots over here in Massachusetts. Anyway, um, that, that's a a discussion for another time, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a high scoring affair. Those teams do pretty well. Those home teams. So I think Kansas City's a good bet. Um, you know, even if you just want to take them on the money line as part of a parlay on the weekend, I think they're a safe bet there as well. As the six and a half would indicate, Travis Kelsey or no Travis Kelsey, I think they're going to pull out a win here as well. But from a high scoring affair, it's good for it's good for fantasy because you know there's a lot of guys that you can get into your lineups and who can produce. And for my captain here, I'm going to go with Jamar Gibbs. It's one of the one of the more higher higher end captains I on the week. It costs you twelve thousand three hundred to get him into your lineup. So I guess I just kind of have rookie fever today between him and Addison and Howell, who's a young player in his own right. But uh, you know, like I said, high scoring affair here in, in, in Arrowhead this week. The flow of the game I think is going to lead itself to the Lions playing from behind somewhat here, and I think that kind of plays into what Gibbs does really well on the on the field, and that's catch passes. Did that really well out, out of coming out of Alabama and looking at the rest of the Lions depth chart. I mean, outside of St. Brown, who we know is great. The Lions are pretty thin at wide receiver with Jamison Williams being suspended for this matchup. So I think it's a good bet that more targets than normal could, could filter out Gibbs's way and just kind of kind of eat up there in those PBR formats, which is great. You know, Detroit obviously invested a lot in Gibbs. They moved up to take him at number 12 in the draft. So they obviously have, have uh, plans for using him in many different ways. I'm looking forward to see how offensive coordinator Ben Johnson decided to, decided to utilize Gibbs. And I think that's gonna he's gonna get off to a hot start here, which should be a track meet out in Kansas City. So, uh, which one of you wants to uh, give your captain captain next year? What do you, What do you guys think? I'll, I'll touch on Gibbs a little bit first before I uh, I uh, unveil my captain. I do like the call. I think Gibbs definitely has a chance to be utilized heavily in this game. Uh, I guess going back to the, the the rookie issue, I guess is like how. I guess how much are they going to lean on on the rookie? Uh, we all know I'm very high on David Montgomery. I do think David Montgomery is a very capable pass catcher, and obviously he's a veteran in the league. He, he he's been there before, and and I think he's going to have a a big role in this offense. But I do see potentially Montgomery and Gibbs being on the field at the same time quite a bit. The Lions uh, OC Ben Johnson said the team might use uh, running back Jameer Gibbs in some ways that people don't think we might. So to me, that tells me they may use him more as a just a typical almost wide receiver considering they're thin at that position with uh, obviously Jameis Williams out. I mean, you have Reynolds out there and aging Marvin Jones and basically Amon Ross St. Brown and, and uh, a rookie tight end as well. So I think they're going to need that. They're going to need to rely on Gibbs, especially if they want to keep up with Kansas city. So I, I do think that's a good call, but I am also very interested to see how they're going to deploy both running backs and how he's going to be used in this offense. And um, I'm going to stick with the lions and my captain is Jared Goff. And I just think with this, with this matchup, I, I think both offenses are going to put up points. And I think, Jared Goff is going to be a uh, obviously a big a big part of the, the, those those scoring 
um, points being the quarterback of the, the, the Detroit Lions. So I just think he's obviously a, a safe captain um, staying with the, uh, the quarterback position. Obviously, putting him in, in your captain is going to cost a decent amount, $14,100 uh, for Jared Goff. But um, the reason why I put Goff in there, too, is because to put Mahomes there, it's 18300 where – Mahomes is only 12,200. I, I guess that's still very expensive, but he's 12,200 outside the captain spot. So you're saving a decent amount of money uh, by kind of flipping the two. And I do think the game script is going to lend itself to the Lions being behind and they're going to need to chuck the ball, which is why I think uh, golf may, uh, I think golf is going to have a lot of opportunity to, to, to throw the rock and, and, and put up points to try to keep up with Mahomes and that high scoring Kansas City offense. So that's why I went, uh, I went Jared Goff, a top scoring offensive uh, from last year. I think they're going to continue into this year. And I think he's going to have a uh, stellar week one. All right. So uh, we got Goff and Gibbs, both Lions guys. And uh, I think as you guys both said, you know, we, we talk game script a lot with the captain's games. And, you know, if we both think, now, it sounds like we all think that uh, the Lions may be playing from behind. So that's that game script is passing, right? So um, I think good calls there. I uh, I actually went with the Chiefs. I mean, surprise, surprise, surprise here. But um, I went down and down and dirty here with my captain player. And uh, it, it's not one of the household names, but I think looking at a, a couple aspects of the game, um, I'm going really, really, really cheap with my captain. He's only three hundred dollars. Uh, he is a Kansas City Chief. I'm I'm going with Justin Watson. Um, and you know some of some of you out there may not know who who he is. So I, you know we were talking about this before the show. But the Chiefs kept seven wide receivers um, on their roster, uh, as we know. Um, you know we got a whole you know whole stack of you know players that we know, but you know we don't really know how it's all going to turn out. Um, I think with um, Tony banged up, Kelsey potentially banged up, uh, we should see a little bit more spread over uh, distribution with the wide receivers from from Mahomes. So I'm going with the sneaky play where it's it, you know it's kind of coming out of camp. It's you know uh, MVS, Sky Moore, and Justin Watson actually getting uh, a lot of those reps right now with Richie James also hurt and Tony's been out most of camp too. So um, I think if you want to you know have a shot in the dark. Um, yeah, really cheap captain, only $300, Justin Watson. And then I was able to get both QBs, both running backs and St. Brown in my lineup. So, you know, uh, I guess I'm looking at it. If I hit with Watson and he gets, you know, a 40 yard touchdown, um, catch, you know, that that's the least I, I want right there from, and then I think it just wheels up with the other guys. So hopefully I had, a, I hit on Watson and then, uh, going with more of the normal guys for the rest of my lineup. So what'd you guys think of Mr. Watson? I definitely think that's a very bold take there, Aaron. Uh, you, you need to obviously putting Justin Watson in the captain spot. You can need him to obviously hopefully score um, like 15 plus points, get in the end zone, do something big. Obviously, as you alluded to, that that receiver room is wide open, so maybe Justin Watson does get a chance. I, I just uh, I I just went obviously a different route with Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is obviously a much safer play being the, being the quarterback of a high scoring offense. I think he's going to put up points and I rolled the dice in my lineup with, with, with Richie James in my last flex, who I think it has a, a good of chances. Anyone in that receiver room to kind of go off on Thursday night uh, down the stretch. 
with the New York Giants from weeks 11 through 17. He had five top 24 finishes. So uh, I'm going to take the the bet on him. He's back at practice. And with Richie James in my my last flex spot, I was able to start both quarterbacks, including Jared Goff, in my captain spot. I was still able to get Amon Ra in there and Dave Montgomery. And then I was able to put in Josh Reynolds, who I think has a uh, very good shot to, to blow up being the wide receiver too in that offense. And I think they're going to be playing from behind, as we talked about earlier. So I uh, I think I would tend to lean that approach, um, just because Justin Watson, obviously, he needs to he needs to do he needs to do something to counteract, obviously, somebody like myself who put Jared Goff in their captain spot, and then if a guy like Josh Reynolds goes does go off or Richie James, obviously, it, it puts me in, in in a really good position. But um, it's definitely a bold take. Uh, but I do like uh, I do like the bold call. It's uh, so I'm just not sure if it's uh, if it's going to pay out for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like the call out there. I mean, I know I'm being a little risky, um, kind of going with a you know a lesser name wide receiver. Um, I mean, he has been on the roster for over two years. Um, they do love him. I mean, it was Mahomes' first touchdown of the preseason, and he threw to Watson too. So I think it's almost it's one guy that I'm probably not going to stream that much this year. But I think. You know, just it's lining up for week one where I was, I'm, you know, with the, with the Chiefs that can hit you from anyone. I mean, with, you know, sometimes a full, you know, a fullback or the third string tight end might have just as, as a chance to score as their their first string guys. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, uh, have a shot in the dark with Watson uh, with with actually Richie James coming off a, a knee injury, too. And and same with Tony. Um, they may throw a couple familiar faces in with, with Mahomes a little bit with week one. So that was that was kind of my thinking there. Naturally, we waited for months and months and months and months for DFS to come back, and Aaron Downtown Brown comes out of the gate with a heater of a hot take, three hundred dollars on a spend on his captain spot. So this is uh this is definitely one of those where uh, you could be doing a big time. I told you so, or one of those uh, you do a big time. I'm never going to bring this up ever again. So uh, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty clear what you're looking to do here. You're looking to just get as many other pieces of the game in your lineup as you're possible. We're basically spending nothing on your captain spot. So don't need to belabor that point anymore. Uh, we'll see how it pans out for you, Mr. Mr. Brown. But do we have a, uh, what were you thinking segment? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll we, see. Maybe we can yeah, we'll... This. Um, see how good we, we'll see if we can kind of repeat last year's stats. Maybe we might rename that. I told you so segment a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last year I was I was tasked with writing down all the ridiculous things that we said. Um, so maybe that can fault to you as the new guy here, Ethan. No, <laughs> hey, sounds good. Always up for extra work here. But speaking of hot takes, let's let's dive right into it here. We like to close out these DFS episodes quickly with just something that we you know we have a good feeling about this week. Uh, sometimes it's a betting prop. Sometimes it's just where you think a player is going to finish. At, at their particular position that week. And so let's throw them out there, boys. I'll start with mine here. And it's a player I've already talk, talked about. I talked about Sam Howell as being a, a guy I think was going to have a good week this week. Uh, going by Fantasy Pros Week 1 Expert Consensus Rankings, or ECR, he's currently ranked 24th among quarterbacks uh, for where the experts think he's going to finish. I think he's going to finish in the top 10 this week. So that's my my hot take that he's going to outproduce his uh, ECR spot by 14 spots at the quarterback position. Uh, just think he's going to get it run into the end zone for a touchdown. And you can get pretty good odds on that for him for an anytime touchdown. It's plus 265 on DK. Uh, if you want to make that bet as well, you can feel free to do that. But uh, that's where I'm at on uh, on Sam Howell. I think that 
Konami code upside against the bad rushing defense is going to lead him to some fantasy success early, early in the season. So Aaron, what's uh what's your hot take for the week? What are you piggybacking on your last hot take with this for, for this segment? It's funny. I mean, I'm actually piggybacking the same game. I, I didn't anticipate uh, us all sticking with Washington defense, um, which I guess after talking it out, it is a pretty obvious play. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to end up saying the Washington gets um, take a four, take the prop four plus sacks in that game. Um, I do think they'll have a, a forced turnover as well, either a forced fumble or, or an interception. Uh, but kind of where the juiciness comes in in the betting world is um, they're only favored a plus or a, 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 a minus seven. It's only favored to win by a touchdown. And they're like I alluded to earlier, they're a negative uh, minus three ten favorite <laughs> against Arizona and only favored uh, seven points. So um, I'm going to say go ahead and uh, take that, uh, take them to cover, have them covering the seven points um, as well. Uh, but I think it's primarily going to have a, you know, a great day on defense. Yeah, and to finish it off, my hot take, I'm going to stick with one of my guys I talked about. I'm going to talk about Tyler Higby, and I think he's going to finish as a top three tight end this week. He's currently ranked um, tight end 10 for week one, and I think he can jo- jump into the top three just because I think he's going to get more targets than he can handle. Okay, there you have it, folks. Some hot takes here to close out our first DFS episode of the season. Uh, I just can't stress enough how excited I am and how excited we are on the program here to to get football back in our lives and to have a game a game kicked off that actually means something later this week. So that that's uh it's going to be good stuff on the horizon for us here folks and we'll be with you every step of the way throughout the season here every single week giving you uh some uh some picks in your lineups and some, definitely some fiery hot takes that you can bet on or not bet on at your leisure this season. But until next time folks, peace.